What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Take the World podcast. I'm Hanato Melendez. Take the World is a philosophy that if you're willing to work your ass off, no matter the obstacles, you can achieve anything you want in the world. The world, all the good things in it that you desire are yours to earn if you're willing to put in the hard work to achieve them. This podcast will be about motivation, inspiration, and all things health physical health, mental health, and all the things that come with being a happier, healthier person. Thank you for tuning in. So I just want to get right into it, guys. If you're listening to my first episode, then you've probably seen my 60 second with Take the World video on Instagram or on YouTube. You know that I like to talk about topics that come to my mind, whether it be about exercise, nutrition, or just mental health. So if you're a new listener and you didn't find me through those platforms, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And I'm just going to give you a brief backstory on my life, how I came to create Take the World and other aspects of my life that have led up to me wanting to put a lot of information out about how to overcome obstacles and truly, truly find a healthier and happier life. Thank you, guys. So to start my biography, I have to say that I was adopted at a very young age. Both of my parents were gang members and heavy drug users. That was the world that I was born into, and I got put up for adoption because of neglect and abuse, as well as my three other brothers. And so this story will not go too deep into that just because I think that deserves a full episode and I hope that you'll listen to that in the future. So I was adopted by a woman named Hilda Melendez. She was in her 50s when she adopted us. She had three children of her own. Unfortunately, her daughter passed away uh, maybe about three to four years after we got adopted. Um, So really just life was pretty normal for me. I mean, growing up with an older mom, kind of, I I had a different life than normal kids had with younger parents. But again, that's something that I'm going to talk about in other episodes. I want to start this episode with moving to Charlotte, North Carolina, and how things really went downhill for me and my entire family after making that move. So we wound up moving to North Carolina when I was 13 years old. My brother Anthony was 15 and we moved there with the impression that my mom would find a better job after retiring from 30 years of working security for the Trump hotels. And it was not what it seemed to be almost automatically, we ran into struggles. We ran into problems. My mom could not find a job. We were behind on bills. There was a lot of things piling up. But the emphasis that I want to put on this story was that my mother did lose her daughter. And when we were growing up in New Jersey for the first 13 years of my life, my mom would drink, but I never really noticed how much it was until we moved to North Carolina when 
she wasn't working, so she would be drinking every single day from the time she woke up to the time that she went to sleep. So I moved into a new city. I had no friends. We had a little bit of family support from my older brother Gil and his wife, but as far as the other family members that lived there, there was not much of a support system and you could say that we were struggling a lot more now that my mom didn't have a consistent income. So I did wind up getting into a lot of trouble. I was getting into fights. I was getting into the wrong crowd, picking really the wrong friends. And what happened was looking back, I could tell that I was crying out for help. And my family and friends, not even my teachers, noticed any of the signs. But I guess I was trying to get the attention that I wasn't receiving at home while trying to balance out the fact that during the day, my mother would be one person. And at night, after the alcohol had added up, she would be a completely different person. Now, my intention is not to bash her. It is not to speak ill on her name. So please don't get that confused. But to tell my story, I have to tell the whole story. So I was honestly developing anxiety from the inconsistency of living in the house with her. I was walking on eggshells and I did not know which person I was going to get when I walked into the door after coming home from school. I was either going to get the loving, caring mother that I had known my whole life, or I was going to get this angry person that would say things to hurt me that would be physically abusive. And this just led to me becoming more and more angry at the world. And at times, I felt like I had nobody to talk to, nobody to go to, because my house was supposed to be my safe haven, and it was no longer that. I had family members that said they would help us, me and my brother, because Anthony was dealing with it as well, and they did nothing about it. We would tell them about the drinking. We would tell them about the fights. We would tell them about the crazy nights that we would have with her just going on rampages. And nobody stepped in to help. And looking back at it now, I really wish that somebody would have stepped in to help. Not for my sake and not for Anthony's sake, but for her sake. Um, this was a lot of years. It, it was at least four to five years where she was dealing with this hatred in her heart for, I, for what I assume is losing her daughter. And I mean, it's completely understandable that I have recognized the cause of it. And that is part of how I overcame those struggles in the beginning of my life. But I did not know that at the time. And I also did not know that alcoholism is an illness. And when you do 
develop that dependency on a substance to make you feel better or to make you forget so that you can sleep at night, it's not as easy as said to say, okay, I'm just not going to drink anymore. So being back with her and living with her, like I said, things started to look up. And I can honestly say that we started to rebuild our relationship and things were, uh, things were a lot better. Unfortunately, when I was 18, she passed away. She had a stroke. And I was the person that found her. She, she had a stroke at night in her bathroom. And I found her the next morning. If you can imagine what that would do to someone, what kind of pain that could bring to find your mother had passed. That's what I was going through. I had to make the phone calls. I had to call the police. I had to uh, call my brothers and tell them what had happened. And, you know, I decided that that was the day that I was going to change my life around. And I'm not saying that I was, that I wasn't angry, that I wasn't filled with some sort of hatred towards whoever it might be, God, whoever you believe in, that when my relationship with my mother had finally started going well again, that she passes away. But like I said, I did change my life around. I stopped hanging with the wrong people. I stopped doing the wrong things. I stopped fighting. I stopped smoking, drinking, all those things. And I decided that I was going to lose 100 pounds to join the army because that's what my mom always wanted me to do. She would always tell me, maybe 17, 18 years old, she would tell me like, hey, why don't you join the army? Why don't you join the military? Why don't you do something like that? Because we had already discussed that I was not going to go to college. And so I did. And I wound up joining the army. And my, my experience with the army will be a whole nother episode. But I did deal with a lot of mental health issues. I didn't know it until I went to go see a therapist that I had severe PTSD from finding my mother uh, the day she passed away. I was having nightmares about it. I couldn't get it off my mind. And for a very long time, maybe two to three years after she passed, I couldn't even remember any of the good times that we had because the last image I had of her was so horrific that it truly affected my brain, my memory of how I saw the woman that, again, saved my life. Um, with all this, I went through two years of, of therapy, and I still go to this day. I'm very open about it. Um, I've been diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, and clinical depression. That'll be a whole nother episode as well. But in the midst of all this pain, all this suffering, my love for fitness never changed. I would have ups and downs where I would 
eat like shit or whatever, but that was just, you know, normal life. Um, so I decided that I wanted to make something, take the world, a fitness brand of my own, where I could help people change their lives through health and fitness the way I feel like it did for me. If you're listening to this, then you have some sort of idea of how loving, how caring, and how respectful to everyone I truly am. But I was not like that at 18. I wasn't like that when I was a teenager. And it took a lot of hard work. And most people will say, oh, well, it's, it's the way that you're raised. And I don't think that is because I think my mom did her best. And like everyone, she has, she had issues and I have issues and you have issues if you're listening to this. What I want to say is that Take the World is supposed to be not ordinary. That people that listen to me, that people that follow my advice or just enjoy my videos, they're not the normal people. They're not the typical fitness lifestyle people on Instagram or YouTube where they're trying to sell products or whatever it is, lying to people with cookie cutter programs. No, Take the World is supposed to be where hardworking people that have been in the trenches, that have struggled in life, come together to truly bring themselves up and to make the world a better place. And I know that I this, this podcast episode is very brief and maybe I've told you more about myself than I have told anybody else in my life. But I want you to know the reason why I'm telling you this is because if you're listening to this right now and you don't believe that you can become a better person or you believe that because of all the trials and tribulations in your past will stop you from being successful or being great in school or whatever it is, I want you to know that you're wrong. I want you to know that you can accomplish anything in your life if you work hard. And that's what Take the World is about. So I recently got medically separated from the army due to nerve damage in my neck. And it was a big transition for me. But I started college and on my first semester I got all A's. I have a fiance that I love to death. And I have a beautiful son named Noah that I adopted. And so with that being said, I want to thank you so much for listening to me talk. And it means the world to me that you would even care to click the button to listen to this. I hope that my content gives you something to think about, but also gives you that extra push to drive through whatever issues you are going through in life. And I want you to know that if you work hard and you truly, truly devote your life to being a good person, that good things will come. Thank you so much for listening. Go take the world.